Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome the fuck back. It's time to get done with UFC 5. Should have been done with this a long time ago, right? We should have had this shit done. And that's what we're gonna fucking do. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get it the fuck done. Oh, oh. But before we get into that, I've been thinking, I've been reading, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts. I've been studying. I plan on trying to get in touch with some of them. Some of them cost money to get in touch with, which makes sense, you know. They're really big names. I get it. But th- this this time around is the first time I've seen UFC 5, and I'm going to do this one recording it. It's not going to be live, but like technically the recording is done live as I see it. I, I, I didn't really explain that, but that's what I'm going to start trying to do from now on instead of writing down and trying to memorize it. I'm going to try and do it at that time. So podcasts are going to, some of them are going to be long, some are going to be short, some, some segments are going to be like, like that. Dan 7 comes out, expected to end quick. So we got this event, uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. They show you a Queen Charlotte statue. Um... Uh, Queen of King George III, uh, they got, pretty sure that, yeah, they're at the, yep, the Carolina Panthers Stadium, I was about to say, um, that looked like it, yeah, Independence Arena, uh, and they ain't even there no more, they aren't there no more, if I'm correct, I could be wrong, but it, I don't think they are, um, and hey, the event ain't even started, and there's so many people, Bruce Beck, opening, uh, commentating announcer, starting right out, you see John McCarthy behind him, he's, they got the old team, you know, and it seems like it's gonna be, oh, okay, that is cool. And so this year is the first time they did a separate fight. Okay, so let's look that up. They did a separate fight for this one. And what it meant... Yeah, it had a super fight along with a tournament. Correct? Yeah, the super fight. And that there's how jujitsu works now. Jiu-Jitsu does that a lot. And, and they'll have a tournament and then like I they'll have super fights in between like they'll open with a super fight in between all the quarterfinals for rest they'll have a rest period where they'll have a super fight and then in between the semifinals they'll have a rest period where there's a super fight and then after the finals they'll have a super fight um I've, I've seen that in EBI at least uh, Eddie Bravo in, in uh invitationals I've seen the EBI tournaments do that and I could be wrong I could definitely be wrong here when I say this but uh, I'm pretty certain I've also seen an AD, uh, ADCC. I could be wrong on that. I still am trying to learn a lot about ADCC. And I'm still trying to also decipher the difference between all the grappling footage that I've seen. And I see a lot of randomly mixed grappling videos. Same with striking videos. Some of them will look like it's WBC, WBO. IBF, IBO, and, and it's very confusing to figure out which is which and who is who, and I am 
not going to stop, and I'm not going to die until I can figure out the difference between everything. I swear to you. Jim Brown back, NFL Hall of Famer. And then this guy here, I feel like, was the OG Joe Rogan. You know, he doesn't know much about the sport, but just everybody was happy to see him. You know, he just lived it up. And, you know, this this fight here, this one here, UFC 5, UFC Z, whatever they want to call it, UFC 5, this one here is really, really interesting. Because in this tournament, it made sense. There's no point in putting two people in this tournament again for no reason. Like, why? Like, they've are, they'll, they'll go to the end again. They're, one of them is ranked number pound for pound number one in Japan. He's the best in the other, in the west side of the world. So, uh, what's, what's the point? Just let them fight themselves, and it'll be more badass. Because you, it's a smart idea. Money, money, money. And that was a really intelligent idea. This time around, um, referees, again, can stop the contest if somebody's just getting dominated. If you notice, though, Big John McCarthy is not optional on that. You know, he's like, I don't want to stop the fight. Get hurt. He does a great job. My One of my favorite, if not my favorite, referees ever. But... Again, an alternate. Alternate fights already happened. A guy, Mesker... And Dave Benito have beaten both their opponents. Dave Benito fought Asphil Cancio. Uh, Cancio, however you say it. I hate butchering names, but um, Dave Benito, I'm going to spoil it for you. He ends up going to the finals against Dan Severn. So uh, Dan Benito ended up winning his alternate match uh, at 21, 22 seconds. And Guy Metzger, um, Guy Metzger as well. Ended up winning his match, but uh, two minute, two minutes, and TK. Both of them ended up winning TKO punches, but Guy Metzger had already fought him in a previous tournament as well, and he was an alternate in one of the previous ones as well. So you know, go him, getting that second shot, getting two fights under his belt with UFC as alternates. That's that's no different than preliminary bouts in today's today's uh, language. It just means that he has an opportunity to sit in the gym at any point in time, and, and it's great because you know, Guy Metzger missed the opportunity to go to the finals twice, and that's like, it was always there for him each time, and it, was, it wasn't his fault or anything, it was just, you know, luck rolled in favor of someone else, and that's fine, and you don't need to look down upon yourself like that ever, but... Uh, again, the downside of this is we don't get to see these fights, man. They only show us highlights if they want. And it sucks. I want to see all the fucking fights, man. I want to see the fights, man. I want to. I want to. I want to knock myself out by watching them knock each other out. And in all reality, it's irritating. Like I can't. I, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to see these fights. I wish I could. And if I know how, if I'd be able to pay for it or what. But. Imagine if they were selling this as a pay-per-view and they weren't giving you all of the events. That would suck. Like if you were, if you could watch this online as an event or like on TV. I like how somewhere along the lines they told or someone 
uh, has always thought, don't look in the face of a camera. So this real beady-eyed fucking doctor is, like, trying to look beyond the camera and, like, peeked at him. So you got Ron Van Cleef, the IFC commissioner. He fought Hoist Gracie in the previous tournament. Um, yeah. The Black Dragon, I could be wrong. 51 years old, fought Hoist Gracie in the opening of the last tournament. comes down to it, um, I don't just want to do these episodes, you know, just the UFC, this and that, I want to, and I don't want to just do fights, I'm already realized that, I want to do other things, uh, modern discussions, uh, and I've realized uh, I got a little bit of a perfect opportunity for it, now, I know, I shave, um, usually whenever I shave my head though I like to play news or listen to the podcast I like to roll through and see what the fuck's going on because I don't like actually and uh, whenever I'm on my phone I'm more or less reading into the MMA community and see what the hell's going on well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make it so I don't know kind of like uh these other shows they have like Ariel Hawani had I could be wrong but I think he had something that was similar to like Table Talk but it was he had MMA Hours and then he has oh yeah it had Brandon Shop is a perfect example so he has Below the Belt and then he also has uh, Fighter and the Kid and then he also has Food Truck Diaries which is like a quick little, hey man, let's go out to eat and record it. Like, that's cool. And I feel like I could do the same thing. Like, no different than, especially if I get a real, like, I bought a straight edge razor and it's like a fake straight edge razor, so I'm really upset about that. Because I plan on not using regular razors anymore, but I'm like, I'm still stuck with regular razors. Um. like I could do a up, like a weekly up, like update of this is the who's who, the how's how, the what's what's, the where's where, and the why's why's of shit going on this week. Because if I open my phone right now and start scrolling, like I'll I'll see stuff that's going on that's like, huh, that's that's crazy. That's cool to know, and nobody else knows it. Nobody else sees it because they're not following all seven thousand fucking members that are fighting in all seven different continents in this damn world, and everywhere in this world that isn't named yet, like, there are things that go on politically, government-wise, and I, I really want to be able to help, help open an eye to see all of it, you know, you, you shouldn't just see that these guys are fighters, you should also be able to see into their lives, but enough of that, we'll figure out some name for it, maybe uh, call it a hot shave. Because they used, they used to say that back then, he needs a hot shave. You know, call it that. Boy needs a hot shave. Yeah, you can be here with, with Hunter in the hot shave. But yeah, call it that. Figure out something. But, right on to quarterfinals. Get five done. Get into six. Start seven. 
Let's go. of your quarterfinals game with John Hess versus Andy Anderson. Now, this is, this is a real crazy one because, you know, from this here being my first one, I paused it before, so I'm going to pause it right before I start the fight to speak about it, and then I will play it and finish the rest of my segment. And... So Andy Anderson looks like, in my opinion, he's going to be the one to come out here and just straight up dominate because, you know, he they're, they're talking about him with a lot more stuff that is believable and understandable and listenable. You know what I mean? Like it's like maybe that's not a word, but um, a lot of these guys back in the day, they used to come in and they'd have fake martial arts and they'd try and show the world that their martial art really works and it didn't. But this guy, uh, Andy Anderson... And John Hess, I really expected Andy Anderson. They call him the Hammer. Uh, fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo. He's also ranked in Aikido and Hapkido Karate uh, out of Texas, Arlington, Texas. And apparently he's donating his winnings to a blind school. Uh, he only trained in ground fighting for the past year, though. And so that, that to me is like, ugh. Ooh, you know, not a lot of work on the ground. That's not going to be good. John has come in. Uh, John is only 25 years old. All right, so he's really young. He's out of Cali. And Encidus, I don't know how I chop up things, but Encidus, California. And he brings to the table what he calls, and I, he might have created, I could be wrong, but he calls SAFTA. Scientific aggress Aggressive Fighting Technology of America. Okay, buddy. So, and as as the com, so they only spoke about that into the pre-fight walkout and pre-fight uh videos, but they, the commentator. Uh, speaking of which, we have a new commentator. We no longer have uh Goins, uh, G-Man. Ron G-Man, now we have Ron Jeremy. We have a little guy who looks nothing like the Ron Jeremy many of us might know. Uh, so hopefully this guy will be in and out and we'll be on the Bruce Buffer soon. Well, we're on the Bruce Buffer, I think. Uh, UFC 10, UFC 11. Could be wrong. Oh, however. Yeah. And John Hess, you know, this guy here, the way they're talking about him, is talking like, saying this guy has no respect for anybody. And he's just real shit talker, and he wants to come and show that his SAFTA will take it can take everyone and anyone out. And the commentator, new commentator Jeremy, was sitting there uh, saying when he started bringing his name up because I like to get all of it written down, and that uh, apparently it could either be his word to him or it could be what's written down to him for them to say, and that he's a black belt in Kung Fu, Karate, and Jiu-Jitsu. Now, I could believe the first two. I don't... It, it depends. It depends where where he got his Jiu-Jitsu for... his Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Like, that's where it's, it's a real struggle. 
You gotta understand it. And nowadays, it's way different to how it was then. I believe this was 90. Shoot, let's see. 95. Yeah, Independence Arena, Charlotte, North Carolina. Only 6,000 people there, too. And this is Gracie versus Shamrock, too, technically, the super fight. And, you know, and might as well dig in, right? John Hess is not a small dude. He's real big. He's like, oh, he's, he's like stands a foot over the cage. Massive. My money was on Andy Anderson until I kind of realized how tall John is. John is huge. Get him, John McCarthy. You always need your mouthpiece. Comes over and John Hess starts just beating the shit out of this little guy. What technique style is that? Not an ounce of technique. This guy's just spiking him in the spine. Hitting him with uppercuts. Pushing him out of the way. Clawing his face. Oh, man. This is just a complete brawl. <laughs> John Hess has come out and because of his size. Just complete brawl bar fight. And there's strings in their pants that are loose, which, in my opinion, should not be allowed. Very dangerous. And now they're closed in a guard right now. John's on his back, feeling comfortable. Mouthpiece has been knocked out of somebody's mouth. We're only at a minute so far. Now these boys are fighting in a way like... I'm not going to lie. I can't lie. Uh, these two guys right here, I would say these are two pioneers. Um, this is excellent fighting between them two. I did not expect this good. Uh, they are exchanging very well. Oh. It's, it's just a size exchange. Where Andy Anderson, really, if they were the same size, that would have lasted rounds. That would have lasted a while, and that was a fight. Wow, that was an impressive fight. He, Andy Anderson got knocked down, and the ref stepped in. Yeah, well, he's obviously way bigger than him. But uh, John Hess winning. Safta getting the job done, right? <laughs> but shit, uh, that's that's kind of the plan, you know. You want to get, you want to be able to get the first few done quick, so you got plenty of time to be in the last one. <clears throat> he did use what would be like, ah oh man, he used eye gouging. He he did this thing as soon as he got a push to the ground, he did a double knee jump right to the like to his body and like he landed a single punch, got some knees to the head while Anderson was on the ground. Like there's just a lot of damage he caused in a very short period of time. He he knew what to do when he had to. So go for him. John Hess, twenty five, making it to the making it to the semifinals. Thank you.
second fight for your quarterfinal ends up being Todd Medina and Larry Curitan. Medina, 24, 260 pounds. He's got 30 pounds over Curitan. Uh, apparently, this guy here, I don't know how long he stays in the future, but trains alongside um, Josan and Kimo. Now, those two are sights when you see them. Um, this guy didn't walk out with a cross. Thank, thank the Lord. Uh, he walked out fighting with the Lord, but uh, I assume he opted out of the cross, considering Kimo carried it. And he had a mask on when he carried it. And then Josan carried it without a mask and was collapsing. And they had to help him carry it. It was pretty, just a sight to see. Um, that whole show skit is just weird. Um, but apparently he brings Jeet Kune Do, some karate, some jiu-jitsu all to the table. He says that he trains a little bit of it all. Uh, he's only 24 though. He's really young. Apparently has six total co full contact fights, and he is five and one. So it's 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 really funny how back then they would never all have the same statement. You know what I mean? It would always be like I'm undefeated in the streets, or I've I've won this many this like some of them sound the same and you know they're probably being honest but you know it's hard to know who's being honest and who's just making shit up or if they ever did research you know i don't even know if they ever did um but curitan curitan they call him or calls himself thunderfoot firefighter out of new jersey Apparently ranked in Taekwondo, also Western Boxing, and Karate, and Kickboxing. Uh, he's 26 with 26 wins with 23 knockouts currently at FFKA, North American Super Heavyweight, uh, Kickboxing Champ. He currently holds that title. Um, I don't know what FFKA is, but or if they're still open. I, I doubt it. Eh, it's a karate, karate thing. Mm, it seems like they might still be open. Yeah, the Federation Franchise of Karate. Holy shit, this is like full on. Well, they also do Krav Maga. Full contact, wushu, amsfig, um, yoikisin, budo, I probably chopped that shit up, AMD, I don't even know what the hell AMD is, but, um, yeah, it's full contact, point, karate, it, yeah, it's everything, yeah, so, this guy here, uh, current reigning super heavyweight champ of that, so, you know, Larry Curtin, eyes to watch on. Commentator quickly says that average... UFC fight lasts 2 minutes and 22 seconds. Well, that's a shame. 
Oh, soon as they go in, Medina goes right in for a takedown. Tries lifting a single leg, but he ends up getting it. However, Curitan's kind of got a real deep guillotine. Just got no good positioning. He's got good guard, closed guard, guillotine locked, hands there. He's pulling the hand up with the other hand. He's eating punches to his kidney, but other than that, if he could just maybe push on the cage and turn his hips to his left, pivot him, or towards his, well, instead they end up letting go. Trying to break out by rolling out with an armbar type thing, but getting headbutted by Medina. Ooh, uppercut right from the armpit by Curit and like two or three of them. Just real solid right uppercuts. Four. Has to close that distance to stay safe, man. There's just not a, not a lot of safety down there when you don't know what to do. Headbutts, though. Headbutts. Headbutts from Medina just over and over again. It's like the only thing you can do. And he starts throwing a couple hooks. <laughs> headbutts. Headbutts. Hammer fists. What's up? When he when he's landing these headbutts, it's not like he's hauling back and he's like cocking them in. It's more like if you were grappling, you'd be getting pissed the fuck off that you were getting this. Like if you ate a headbutt, like a real on headbutt, you know he'd be getting hurt. But what this type of headbutt is, is it's just enough. You know he's using the forehead right into your nose and teeth. Like he's aiming precisely, so it's it's causing some serious fucking damage. Just about to pass the average 2 minute 20 second mark. And there are bloody, bloody knuckle marks on the kidney. On the kidney of Curitan. Real bloody. This guy Medina is kind of bringing a... Oh, oh, there it is. Okay, uh, nut shots by Medina to Curitan. And he is wincing. He is wincing. Uh, Curitan's kind of got a little bit of an ang uh, a leg, almost. Never mind, never mind. He slipped that knee under to get half guard. Tapped out after those nut shots. Yeah, he immediately reached his hands down and was like, "Ah, oh, his balls, his balls." Curitan gets up with a smile. Man, Curitan wins at 255, or no, uh, sorry, Medina, Todd Medina wins at 255, which, what's that, the first, the first win for Kimo and Joe San's team, like, it's about fucking time, man, you got three good fighters there, and the first win comes from this one, granted, he won the same way that Joe San lost, Maybe he didn't. Maybe Joson beat somebody. I can't remember who Joson beat. Not Joson. Because um, Joson lost. But Kimo. I can't remember who Kimo beat.
short, stiff little headbutts. Like, they'd be perfect in jiu-jitsu, you know? Perfect grappling style, you know? Bam, bam, headbutts. Okay, so, like, what he really did is a submission. It's not really a real one, but it's more like grappling in general. Just, you could pin someone up against a wall by trapping and, cr and hooking your fingers in with, like, a monkey hook and cram it into their collar balloon and just use all of that strength to... Put pressure on their on their throat, and you could use either their pectoral, you could use the collarbone, you could use whatever you want, and just cram that shit. If you do the collar, if you do the pectoral, you have to go over the collarbone and under the pectoral. You don't go in the armpit. You got to go like the other way, because when you hook it with your thumb and roll the pectoral back, it rolls back like a piece of meat. And if you pin all of that, it's like, out an extreme amount of, of flesh you grab. You can also do it the other way, but it's not really worth it. Because, you know, the way your hand positioning is, if you're going to be grabbing any piece of meat for no reason, like, it's not really worth it. But in the point in time, to make them miserable and maybe open up something, it's, and when it's not illegal, fucking go for it. Go for fucking blood. But yep, Nadinia with with his Josan Do and Jeet Kune Do and Jiu-Jitsu and whatever the fuck else he wants to throw on the table gets it done with a a, a, a I don't fucking know what you'd call it a bar choke. We'll call them that. These shitty ones that don't have no technique, we'll call them bar chokes. <laughs> Third fight for your opening rounds ends up being a Russian currently living at the time in Texas. A 27-year-old Russian, 6 foot, 205 pounds. His name's Oleg Taktarov. This guy uh, has held judo, jiu-jitsu, sambo, European titles. Undefeated for 10 years, and they say when he's coming out, he, uh, he uh, trains with Guy Mesker. Now, Guy Mesker, if I'm correct, had already had two or three preliminary bouts to be a fill-in for a later thing. Now, if you remember, that's also how Steve Jenham ended up winning one of the Ultimate Fighter tournaments. Um, But him, you know, they kind of like brush him under the table until the co the announcer speaks about him. Because when the announcer speaks about him, he ends up taking like literally a minute and a half just to announce all of his accolades. When this year's European Ironman tournament and this and that and this and that. And like, holy shit. His opponent, 27-year-old EMT paramedic uh, out of, I believe, Florida. Could be wrong. Ernie Verdicia. Uh, yeah, again, 27 years old. No. Sorry, 29 years old. Um, and is current Kempo Karate heavyweight champ in Florida. FBBA. Um, yeah. At the time, he was 68 and 4. 
So with with all of that, it's like they kind of threw Ernie to the wolves, <laughs> so to speak. Um, at least if I was in his shoes, that's how I would feel. Like, Oleg 100% comes out sporting the gi and looks like somebody, excuse me, looks like somebody that you need to really, really fear being on the wrong end of the table with. Oleg comes out with a really nice, nice, keeping his hands up, but also down enough. But Ernie just swinging for the fences and going crazy. He gets Oleg down into half guard and then ends up getting trapped into Oleg's guard, but Oleg decides not to close it, which is really nice. I like an open guard. Some people stay with closed. Some people prefer open. Yeah, Oleg doesn't decide to close guard once. He uh, interchanges from between half, using the butterflies, using the knees. From half to hole. He's going back and forth from half guard to open guard. And Verdicia kind of looks like he doesn't exactly know what to do while he's down here. Because he looks like he knows how to take someone down, which he did. He did get Oleg down very well. But um, it was more like just a, a scramble type get down. And it seemed like Oleg wanted it to go to the ground. You know, reserve his energy. This could last a while. That's also a thing. Bottom guy can be using less energy, depending on the scenario. Not always. More often than not, the bottom guy is resorting to needing to use a lot of energy. However, it doesn't always happen like that. Now he ends up having him trapped in the butterfly guard perfectly. Ooh, and Ernie lands a vicious headbutt. Ernie is holding on to the gi sleeves, pinching them up to the shoulder, uh, pinching them up into the bicep armpit area, so that way there he can't really use his arms, you know, makes things unable to be utilized. However, Oleg... Oleg trying to do the same thing, use his gi to wrap it around Ernie's, um, Verdicia's arm, so that way there, when he tries and pulls it out, he just can't, and he ends up panicking about it. And Oleg just slipping out a perfect head and arm roll while off his back, and gets a st stupidly slick submission. Dumb. Complete dumb. It's, it's like he flipped a switch and was like, yeah, I'm done. No, you're fine. That was like, see, it, in in wrestling, it's she's fine. In wrestling, it's like the dumbest move to use. But however, especially if you're in karate, and if you're going against a karate guy, they don't know how to get out of it. It's very easy to land it. What? to, I believe, the fourth and final fight of the opening rounds, this turnaround is going to be incredible because, you know, the past three fights were 
pretty decent fights, you know, for the form, considering the former fights that we've had. Really good fighters in there. Um, but, you know, coming out, Dan Severn, the fucking beast, the animal. Um, 260 Michigan wrestler, Olympic, uh, Greco-Roman wrestler, freestyle wrestler. Uh, they talk all this shit about him, man. They talk so much shit about Dan Severn, it just can't be talked enough. Um, pro wrestler in Japan, Olympic-level wrestler, 70-plus titles at the time is what they were saying. Uh, first defeat against, in the UFC is against Hoyce Gracie. Uh, lots and lots of shit. Um, however, you know, we can talk all we want about Dan Severn. However, I want to kind of talk about Joe Charles. There's not really much to talk about him, uh. You know, we can we could start with his name, uh, Ghetto Man. Ghetto Man, which is what he likes to call himself. Uh, he has the fastest fight currently in the UFC. Ooh, nice. He has the fastest fight currently in the UFC, but he um, at the same time, he trains a lot. Which is a dance style martial art used to origin. I believe it originated back in the day, uh, in the desert air. Uh, I could be way wrong on this. I could be chopping this up. Hang me with a noose if I am. Um, but I believe they were sand, like sand ninja type assassins that used a dance style, and they would be street performers, and then they would assassinate people as they performed that would come and watch them. You know what I mean? So Salat is not a real good, solid martial arts style, but they will show him, like, doing these weird Salat-type dance moves in his outfit. 10 out of 10. Gotta love it. You gotta see it, man. If you even want to look it up, just, just look up Dan Severn versus Joe Charles, or just, like, Joe Charles, Joe Ghetto Man Charles. Guy's got an amazing outfit in this. It's hilarious. But, you know, Dan Severn with the wrestling, apparently Joe Charles comes with ju judo. I believe they were saying he was a, a judo black belt, and I didn't get to write it down to make sure, but they were saying that he, he, he I know he at least pra is a practitioner in it. And they're both up there in age, you know, Dan, 36, Joe Charles, 35, uh, both of them tall too. So this is a pretty evened out match, 6'2 for Dan, 6'1 for Joe, 260 for both of them, and... We know where Dan Seven is, Coldwater, Michigan, but Joe Charles is out of Culver City, California. So we got a Cali guy here. Good to see, you know, that uh well, well I can't say it's good to see, but it's we'll see how this ends up going for either of them, you know. Well, actually we all know how this goes for Dan, but in all reality, we just gotta bang bang, you know. Don't copyright. I don't do that, you know. Yeah, so they said 70 national and international titles in total between Sambo, Jiu-Jitsu, Freestyle, Greco-Roman. Just a straight-up fucking grappler, man. A beast. A real beast. You can't even say it otherwise. Anyone out there who says Dan Severn isn't the fucking beast is a pussy. Black belt in Shotokan and Koto Kempo Karate. So, uh, Joe Charles is black belt in two different styles of karate. Kempo and Shotokan. 
uh, Shotokan, uh, point, point fighting, and Kempo is more of a aggressive style. And he is uh, apparently also the California Association Judo. Judo of uh, California Association's Judo is heavyweight champion currently. So Joe Charles, they don't talk a lot about him because he has a lot of rankings underneath him. But when you compare him to Dan Severn, there's not really much. There's not much. So there's no point in sitting here trying. Might as well just talk up Dan Severn. Makes a lot of sense. But, you know, both these guys, these... Guys coming into the UFC. I, in my opinion, this guy would kind of be the. Uh, I, I want to say Marcus Brimage, but I know I'm wrong. That's that's. Is it Marcus Brimage? No, Marcus Brimage though. Fought Connor. Uh, Melvin Gallard. Melvin Gallard. Had to look up who Joe Riggs fought. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but Melvin Gallard. This guy looks like a Melvin Gallard. And I bet I, I, I could be wrong, but he probably fights like him too because a lot of guys like to take punches. They come in here expecting to take punches. Nope. This guy just wanted to be taken to the ground. Threw the first, the one strike that you wouldn't want to throw against the guy. And then just, oh, Throws a knee. Dan Severn grabs it like normal. Like any wrestler. Knee me in the head, motherfucker. The only reason why Ben Askren got knocked out like that is because he's old, a pussy, and has a dad bod. His body was prepared for that. And he was actually in shape for it and trained like he was on the same level as everybody else and didn't think he was above everybody else. He would have been able to withstand that flying knee like any other real wrestler. How many times did you see Khabib get flying kneed by Edson Barbosa? Meanwhile, Dan Severn is staying with inside this guy's guard because he doesn't need to pass it, but he's just throwing short headbutts. But in all reality, think about that. When have you ever seen anybody that is a serious, solid wrestler, all right? Gaethje. Uh, Gaethje's eaten some knees every now and then. Uh, even from Michael Chandler, he ate some knees. But Edson Barbosa specifically is the one that I know of that guy just landed all the strikes he, that we had talked about. And it was like Khabib let him. Khabib let him land those strikes on him. And if you watch and you see them at any angle, those strikes were solid right into the face. And Khabib kept coming. Want to know why? Because he was trained and he was ready and he had prepared his body. Dan Severn just laying a serious beast on Joe, uh, beast, beast, beast beating on Joe Charles, but at the same time not really able to do much until just now. Landed a couple hammers, got the back under the neck. And then Joe Charles is basically asleep before he's able to tap. And Dan Severn very quickly, respectfully to John McCarthy, first guy, <coughs> pretty much goes, I'm all good, I'm, I'm good, good, I'm good. Just let me. And, and Dan Severn just enjoying the spotlight, man. Enjoying the spotlight, knowing that UFC is going to run him through the sky. Hands are out like he's a beast. Just fingers, claws into the air. And yeah, he eats that that knee, right? It's just a a single knee that would have kind of landed to the body or the head. But he dropped his head to the left of it. And when he did, 
hits him right in the sh- in the shoulder blade instead. Well, that's exactly what you do. Some wrestlers literally train buckling in to a concrete post, all right? Like their shoulder blade, their or their collarbone. I, not their yeah, not their shoulder blade because that'd be their back, but their their collarbone. Like buckle it right into something, a post, a tree. And when you train like that, especially like Olympic level, think Henry Cejudo, think K. Kerry Colat, uh, Dan Gable. I think Kerry Colat went to. I believe he went and did Olympic level. I'm pretty certain he did. Um, but any any Olympic level guy, when they do hard aggressive style outdoor training, man, a tree, a tree is the best thing. Want to know why? If you can shoot on a tree and rip a tree out the ground, <laughs> who's gonna fucking stop you from stu- shooting on? Who's gonna fucking stop your shot? When you get on a shot, who's gonna stop you? Nobody. Nobody. But Dan Seven. Moves on, and right now, what we got is all of these four first fights are over, and we're moving on to the quarterfinals. Nope, we're moving on to the semifinals. So the, the opening rounds are technically the quarter, quarterfinals, but we'll call them the opening rounds, uh, and then the semifinals. Semifinals, straight in, we got John Hess versus Todd Medina, and Oleg Takarov, Takarov versus... Dan Severn. I hate cho- I hate chopping Oleg's name off. He's a hell of a fighter. Got a lot of accolades, in my opinion. I, it's it, this Oleg versus Dan fight kind of is like the Hoist Gracie versus Ken Shamrock fight. They could have fought at the first, the first, or at at the finals. They should have fought in the finals. But hey, screw it. We got John Hess versus Tom Medina first, and then Oleg versus Dan. So let's fucking run it. <laughs> course you know how it goes these ufc events man right away uh starting into the semifinals uh john hess the winner of the opening fight i believe the very first fight uh safta guy that old elvis karate well not really karate but safta that dude john hess he bruised his hand out so Todd Medina ends up going on to face David Benito. And David Benito ain't no Joe Schmo, if you know what I mean. Uh, a lot like Oleg Takarov. Uh, oh my lord, I ought to. If I ever see this guy, I'm going to let him slap me because I chopped his name up this much. But like Oleg Takarov, there's a lot of. Uh, not as many, but like quite a few. Wow. Can't stop burping. He has quite a few uh, accolades underneath his belt outside of the UFC. Um, David Benito has tight has titles in judo, Greco-Roman, powerlifting. He's a black belt in judo. Um, but if you don't, if you know something, uh, he's also a U.S. Open Open wrestling champ. Uh, 1987. He's also a four-time Canadian amateur. Association wrestling champ. Um, I didn't get to look in, see if that was pro wrestling. Oh, no, it's not pro wrestling. What am I thinking? No, it's amateur. It's actual wrestling, like uh, collegiate or Olympic level because it's Canadian. Um, and, and yeah, he's also a paramedic for Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So this guy is similar to Stipe Miocic. Like, this guy is a a fucking human being that is basically a warrior like and he's out here about to fight Todd Medina, you know. 
Todd Medina, the Jeet Kune Do guy, Kimo and Joe San's uh, friend. Didn't come out like they did with the cross in a smart way, but I guarantee you he's using a little bit of Joe San. He did use some Joe San Do because Joe San Do, every martial art that is a true martial art, and takes every loss as a learning curve. And he took the nut punches that Joe San took, the groin shots that he took, and used them in his previous fight. However, he comes into this fight with a really busted up eye. So go him, go Tamadinya, and... Boo, shout out to John Hess, shout out to Boo John Hess for pulling out with a bruised hand, you know, that guy had a real moment to sit here and show his saft off, but I hope he comes back, I definitely hope he comes back, uh, I don't like to completely shit on anybody, however, uh, the sport currently uses fighters, and back then, fighters were like toilet paper, so we, everybody shat on them, including the people who paid them, like, Compare, when we compare what we pay them now compared to then, like it's just horrible, uh, and and it's even worse because people that fought for the UFC then don't make or earn any insurance that is serious now unless you're like a Gracie or anything like that. So I, I mean, I could be wrong, but last I knew they don't. Um, could be totally wrong. Wish I was told and informed and able to learn different. However, right into the fucking shit. Right into it. Right into it. Okay. These two guys, serious beasts. Like, serious beasts. And the only thing that really scares me is Medina, dude. That eye. That eye is just like, holy cow. And John McCarthy in between them, and let's get it going. Oh, Lord. Medina taking right down into side control, too. And he's getting headbutted. He's getting headbutted. Well, here's this thing. Um, Benito is wearing wrestling shoes. Now, I believe that means he can't kick. I could be wrong, but I believe that means he can't kick. And if he can't kick, then that takes away quite a few strikes if, if you depend on him. However... Pay attention to, I wanted to say this earlier, but I'll say it now. Uh, Benito, his titles are in judo, a standing grappling. Greco-Roman, standing grappling. Powerlifting is a systematic type of exercise where you work in one, one systematic direction, one systematic motion. And it's not like jiu-jitsu or yoga or... Um, no gi jujitsu or even gi jujitsu. It's it's not like any of this, where you have to be a lot more flexible and a lot more uh, open to the idea. And yeah, Benito just gets sick of side control, decides to posture up completely on Medina, um, starts raining down hands, raining hands. And doesn't land nothing. Uh, Medina being real smart, keeping his eye safe. Um, at the same time, while keeping his eye safe, almost kicks Benito off of him. But, you know, Benito just clearly got some serious pressure. Decides to go into a top mount with some forward pressure to cut and trying to keep himself parallel with him. You know, just trying to keep himself balanced right there. Uh, using a bicep, tucking the back of his neck into his forearm pit, 
and kind of just squeezing on his head. Got like a weird, I guess you could call it like a, a hold, but nothing else. And, oh, nice. Benito just postures up, starts raining down straights. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And Ma McCarthy steps in, man. Other guy's eye could have just popped at any point in time if it didn't. And his eye was swollen. Huge. Little early stoppage from McCarthy. In my opinion, you could disagree. In my opinion as well, this is some brutal shit. But get it, Medina. Nope, not Medina. My apologies. Give it, get it, Benito. But good luck, bud. Because we all know who's next. Well, technically, we don't know exactly. But Oleg Taktarov got it that time. The Texas Russian versus Dan Severn. Uh, he's got some age on him. He's got... Uh, maybe he's a little bit shorter. I could be I could be wrong. Pretty sure Dan Severn's, like, huge. But... Uh, there, and he's, he's smaller. He's much smaller. He's, like, 60 pounds lighter. So, yeah, this, this Sambo guy 100% is not going to, hopefully it goes well for him. You know, it's a little crazy when you come out and you already have belts. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck in the UFC is walking out with belts in UFC 5? Dan fucking Severn, okay, walking out with some other goddamn belt. I don't even know what belt that was. I don't even know. I could be upset about what belt it was. I wish I knew. Let's figure it out. World Heavyweight NWA North uh, National Wrestling Alliance Australia USA No shit. Mexico, it's all the, all the countries. So yeah, it's it's an it's a it's a global one. At the same time, it's just this guy is a complete fucking animal. Okay, not only is he an animal, he is he's like old now, but at the time. And still, like, yeah, fuck it. He's a savage. He's a savage now. I listened to some of his stuff on his podcast. I listened to recently his, uh, I think he talked to Joe Rogan. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, he talked to Joe Rogan. Um, it might have been one of those moments with Joe Rogan where he was just, like, headbutting the table over and over again. I could be wrong. Uh, Joe's a real nice guy. However, some people like to say that he's very frustrated easily. And, you know, it's not impossible for that to happen. However, you gotta think, man, this guy was already, it's already like 35, 36, and this was uh, 30 years ago. So the guy's like 60, 70. That's an old man. Yeah, he's 36 at this time. And this is in 95. I could be wrong, but this, I believe, is in, uh, no, I believe this is earlier than that. I don't know. I don't know what time is what time and when is what and who is who. However, we got these guys coming in hot. Oleg Taktarov, the Russian from Texas. And Dan Severn, you know. Running it back with the 27-year-old six-foot Taktarov. Judo, Jiu-Jitsu, Sambo, European titles. 
undefeated for 10 years. Trains with Guy Metzger, former uh, UFC preliminary fighters, won two in a row. Uh, Guy only weighs 205 pounds, though. It's not very heavy. Serious grappler. Versus Dan Severn, Severn, serious grappler. But 260, first UFC defeat. This is from Hoist Gracie in UFC 4 final. Longest fight in the UFC currently. Over 70 martial arts titles. Walks out with a title. Joe Charles is the last guy that he just beat. Oleg just beat Ernie Verdicia. Let's get it. And I really like this because both of them come out with an excellent what looked like the future. Like Chuck Liddell versus... <clears throat> this should have been one of those ones that they used. Chuck Liddell versus um, Tito Ortiz, you know, that kind of stance. But, uh, yeah, dude, going right in for the grapple. Gets the headlock, and Oleg just kind of takes a little bit of pressure from him. Maybe it's the size advantage. However, Oleg, in my opinion, should be just as good as Dan. Oh, my goodness. Oleg keeping some serious distance. Dan getting... Doing a lot of wrestling, cradles, throwing him around inside control, and Oleg just kind of letting him, as if jujitsu is going to help him, you know, as if jujitsu is going to just land him into some kind of submission. And I feel like that's what a lot of these serious practitioners end up saying about that. Work is hard, and the hard life gets it. But Dan Severn just kind of keeping a top posture with a lot of crunching. Like it seems like Dan is just you know the going with the beast persona, and one hundred percent. He's just crushing, crushing people left and right, and they cannot handle it. They can't. He's literally like pawing at him, grah, throwing baby slaps. He's like, you fucking want one? With like a very short little sloppy jabs. But, you know, some of these are big punches landing from a serious heavyweight, a 260 heavyweight. Oleg's not a serious heavyweight. He's a light heavyweight, and he's not even that because he weighed in at exactly that. They weren't cutting weight. They, what was cutting weight at the time? What was cutting weight? If there was a limit. You can't weigh any more than 260. Okay. All right. Now then some of these heavyweights like Dan and uh, I believe Joe. Yeah, Joe Charles. Uh, these guys, uh, David, Benito, they, they, they had to cut weight because they were 260. Exactly. On the marker. Like they were heavyweight 260. And so not everyone's going to end up weighing exactly 260. Three different fighters in UFC. Holy cow. Dan Severn getting him like a crunch type cradle, but not really a cradle. More or less has him stacked. Also kind of locked in an armbar. <coughs> Dan Severn, I don't know if that's his mom or his wife or what, but that she's got a hand on the cage peeking in and it's like very concerned. Get it, honey. Very older lady with very bleach blonde curly hair. Glasses, real cute looking. Probably his mom. Dan Severn in a real dangerous spot right now for a wrestler, knowing that he could just get popped in an armbar. And all that would need to happen, really, is Oleg would just need... I don't know why he's not doing it, and he, why he's holding on to that leg when... Yeah, maybe that's why. Um, and this is kind of confusing. Oleg's kind of getting kneed in the face because Dan has him stacked. 
in what would make Oleg in perfect position to land an armbar. However, Oleg is prioritizing the upper body instead of the legs. And that makes sense because a former jiu-jitsu used to prioritize that in Dan Severn just laying armbar, laying headbutts and knees to the head. But Oleg specifically was like asking for those knees by pulling on his knee pad into his face. Pulled his knee pad into his face like while he was kneeing him was like yanking on his knee pad into him and then finally let go after eating three of them and getting cut wide open. And now Oleg and his gi and Dan are all covered in blood and uh, the canvas covered in blood. My lasagna smells good. Oh man. Dan Severn targeted the fucking I don't ribs, liver, heart, kidney, all of it, man. Them insides. He landed it right on the left side of Oleg and Oleg just covered in blood, getting rained down on. Has been in this position for a while, unable to do anything. In my opinion, John McCarthy could stop this. Did he stop it? He stopped it. Wrestling is just devastating. Look at that. After a minute, he just wasn't able to fight, you know? But it's kind of like, uh, oh man. Ippo Makanouchi versus that, uh, that kid that I think he fought once when he was younger in a tournament, or he was supposed to fight him. I could be wrong, and he got injured. Or someone beat him. How I, I can't remember exactly what happened. However, they end up fighting, and it was like a single episode instead of like multiple episodes building up for it. In uh, Fighting Spirit, yeah, uh, Hajime no Ippo. Excellent anime. People shit on it. Fuck you. Every one of you. But, yeah, Dan Severn getting a serious takedown. Just beating this guy till he wouldn't give up, but could not fight back. And that is 100% real, real martial arts and warrior and fighting. And this is what we love. This is what we pay for. This is why we watch it. This is why we crave it. Whether you love it or hate it, you, 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 can't, you can't help but your feelings being played like a goddamn acoustic guitar. Fucking run it this time, boys. Apparently, UFC thought it out clearly, which is the way that they fucking should because they're a big corporation. You like that? That was a real shitty accent. However, they set up for Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie to have their super fight right before the finals, giving a nice little break between those two previous fights. Both of them were like about 10 minutes apiece. However, this is great. Ah, oh, I love it. Ken Shamrock Wire and the Pancras Fighting Championship robe. I fucking love it. That is a very, very, very dangerous and elite level of fighting. No rounds, no rules, lots of shit. This guy is a real legend. In one of my opinions, like, yeah, he was a serious meathead, serious steroids, serious asshole. At the same time, the guy is, at the time, what you wanted for the UFC champion. And the guy just was so goddamn close every time. 
He got so close to it. He became literally... Imagine if he went over to 1FC right now and just started beating everybody and was like, yeah, fuck off, UFC. After leaving Bellator, after leaving Cage Force, after leaving Cage Warriors, after leaving uh, uh, Fury, after leaving everything and just dominating. Like, that's, that's literally what he did. Then. So there wasn't all these big promotions that we have now. But of course... Who's he got to worry about? The guy that still dominates the promotions now. Not literally dominates, but the guy who literally has a lot of instructions. And the guy who, uh, this training style is one of my favorites, one of my preferreds, uh, one of my enjoyed studies, maybe not preferreds. Uh, I, I, have, I believe in the theory behind everyone's style is different. So yes, you may practice uh, a certain style. However, um, what you do on the mat is always different than what you train. So, take that for fruit. However, Hoist Gracie, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, GJJ, BJJ, the Smothers style, as I like to call it, wet towel, fucking let's go. It's got, oh man, and, and the, the curricular behind them is just amazing. You look them up, you'll sit here and probably want to sit here. They got free lessons on there. Go on, sign up, get some free lessons. You'll learn those free lessons, learn some philosophy that they have for free, and afterwards, you'll probably actually pay for it because they're, they're some, they got some smart education. A lot of it can change your lives. It could change kids' lives. It could help your kids when they're in bad situations, help them make the right decisions in bad situations. However, this super fight is a fucking blast. Let's get it. And this is actually like true manga-type shit. When you think about it, you got the jujitsu old school practitioner in Goki Shibukawa versus Ken Shamrock. Well, Goki Shibukawa being like Hoist Gracie. Uh, and you got, I can't remember his name, but. Wow, why can't I remember his name? Very upsetting that I can't remember his name. However, he uh, he was a pro wrestler in Baki, older guy, but had a lot of had a lot of talent, serious talent in him. And these these guys versus Hoist were always getting humiliated, and it was really shitty. Cause nobody likes seeing a real good fighter that is real solid, real good, like looking, real skilled, and just all around. What you want to be the champion, you know? What you want to see and be like, holy shit, that guy's a fucking UFC champion. No, we were watching this PJ wearing martial arts guy choke out everyone. And you know you loved it. These two guys coming out hot, hands up. Gracie's throwing first strikes. We know this is a banger. Ooh, solar plexus kick. They're working hard on them distance strikes, clearly. Hoist is a serious martial artist. Don't ever sit on this guy. You should have been Bruce Lee philosophies from this guy for a long time. And look at that. Ken capitalized on the distance he's trying to reach. And completely scooped right into his pocket and got Gracie right to the ground. But Gracie welcoming, throwing in the rubber guard around the necks, getting them knees up through butterfly. Got a real high guard, closes it tight, 
pushing down on the back of the neck, the head, cause a lot of pressure. It's a smother style, I like to call it. It feels like a wet towel, you know, especially when you're sweaty. Sweaty and just gross, but not only gross, uh, stinky, which makes it hard to breathe because you don't want to, and just slippery. However, with the gi on, you aren't slippery. You know, you still got all that clothes on. Dan doesn't have all that clothes on, so it's going to be real difficult for Hoist, except when he uses his gi. So the best bet is for Dan to only uh, allow enclosed uh, clinch when he's going for a serious slam. So don't let any of it to the ground. Just boom him to the ground and then immediately be trying to get up. That would be the best approach. And in all reality, you know, Hoist just has a lot of pressure. Pulling him down hard, keeping him down. And looking over to his corner, because, you know, the Gracies are very smart. They've been here since the very beginning, first promote, first event. So they know, you know, they got to work the corner, work the distance of the corner. Sorry about that quiet pause there. Probably had you thinking something happened. I love how they show... God, I, I feel so disrespectful because I know all their names. Helio, Hoyeren, Hoist, um, Rainier, or Oh my God, man, punch me in the face, all of you. Hinier, all of, all of their names. But I, I have so many things going on through my head and I'm tired and I've had... Two Red Bulls already that I just can't remember the name, the name of the old guy. He could have passed away by now, <clears throat> I believe. I believe he did. However, he was one intelligent man. Hoist, while keeping closed guard, every now and then, because Dan likes to keep the same position, not move from anywhere, so just wasting his energy. I might have been saying Dan, but it's Ken. Ken Shamrock. Yeah, it's Ken Shamrock. If I've been saying Dan. I hate to say it, but I have a little note in front of me that says Dan, Dan Severn, so I'm, I kind of peeked at it. I might have been saying Dan Severn for a second. However, um, Ken Shamrock doesn't move from his position. Which, from watching any of his Pancras fightings, any of his outside of UFC fighting, shoot fighting, when he gets to the ground here, he likes to stay within the half guard. Likes to not work for transitions. But I don't know why. Like, there are times when he'll pass guard and ship, and he'll get a submission by passing guard very easily. So I don't know why he doesn't just train that and get really good at it. Now see, Hoist is a really, really good fighter. However, that doesn't mean his guard is unable to be passed right now. 
That's the point of jujitsu. Every move is, has a defense and an offense and an escape and an invert. And it's beautiful like that. That's what makes it amazing. That's what show makes. That's what allows open mindedness when you enter it. When you leave it after a long time of training, and that's why I want to train like for the rest of my life in it. I, I try and read as much as I can about every every martial art to see the philosophy on everything. But jujitsu is the be most beautiful one that I've ever seen. As the has one of the biggest families that I grew up getting the privilege to know about. Uh, with my family being Portuguese, and it's just incredible that martial arts has grown as it has, and UFC has grown as it has, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with the Gracies has grown as it has in such a little bit of time. Currently, fight is standing at 5 minutes and 15 seconds, ladies and gentlemen, and non-pronoun and pronouns and fluids and non-fluids, I don't know. Report me, Spotify. I'm sorry I fucked up, but I tried to say it right. However, you know, already on the six minutes, man. Jesus. Granite time is rolling. But these guys aren't seriously rolling. They've stayed in one position. Okay? And, it again, Ken is wearing wrestling shoes this time around. So that kind of makes sense. He's choosing to sit here. Because if he didn't, I believe that he would be able to stand with him. Be able to beat him on a standing game. And I don't know why none of these fighters thought about that quicker. Apologies. 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 I had to eat my shitty supper. Oof. Headbutts upon headbutts from Ken Shamrock right to Gracie's face, man. Those, if, if you remember, man, Gracie's not invincible. Ken tried just lifting him up, but, oh, yeah, he was kind of in a Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel choke and stretched himself all the way up, used all that strength, and just went right back down inside of Gracie's guard. Why? I don't know. I hate it because, you know, I was like, the guy was like, eh, I'm not going to talk shit because the guy was one of my favorites. He was my favorite pro wrestler. Found out he did UFC. He became my favorite UFC fighter after a while. Uh, or favorite UFC legend. Can't say favorite UFC fighter. Oh, nice. Knee to the butts. Uh, I think I saw at least one. Could have been two. Uh, same time, though. A lot of damage can happen there, you know, throw your whole hip out of alignment, bust your spine up at the lower part, land it right, can just feel real weird and fucking catch your breath, maybe make you puke. 
and Ken's got making sure he's pushing them knees up deep. But Hoist every now and then pushes him down, gets that distance, and Ken realizes, oh shit, he got away from me. And then he has to like suck him back in and get all that pressure high again. And right now it seems like for the first time, Ken's really pushing hard up. Pushing hard up. And see there, he starts doing it. He swings those legs up to kind of grip around the ribs and pull him down. Even though it doesn't succeed every single time, a little bit is enough. A tiny, tiny little bit is more than plenty. So, um, Ken, with a serious technique there, uh, pulling back on the forehead while he's on top, uh, half, he's in half guard. Well, no, he's not in half guard anymore. Whoops, sorry, didn't mean to hit my phone. Ken being, um... in Gracie's guard, pulls back on the forehead and slams serious headbutts right into the mouth. Hoist really, really, really pressuring in with those heels, trying to land that what looks like an Ezekiel or a, a, a blood choke with the Ezekiel, you know, crunching that fist in the throat makes sense man this is like a blood sport you gotta get it man or else you're gonna be fucked up Ooh, nice little nice little hooks and elbows and everything from hoist man you got that ang angle oh goodness lord the red bull's choking me out this red bull was sent to me by hoist gracie specifically holy shit he killed me you don't hear from me after tonight, you know what did it. The Red Bull. But right now, man, these elbows to Ken could do it. These elbows from bottom are just... Everything happening right now for Ken is just depleting of energy. Completely. Depleting of energy and just draining. So... guy right here is completely been winning while on his back like and and that's the thing a lot of people sit here and say that Hoist never really was always winning the fights I'd beg to differ right now he's winning this fight completely um I completely will sit here and say right now he is completely winning this fight not only is he completely winning this fight he is somewhat dominating this fight from the ground Continuously going for that that choke. I don't know what he's trying to get with that, but if you're going to go for it, go for it completely. Smack in the sides of the head of Ken. We're 12 minutes into this fight so far. At this point, I'm not going to sit here and just watch the whole thing because there are points in times where they just sit there, and that's kind of why you're having pauses in between, and I don't enjoy that. Uh, now, however, Hoist is kind of getting a little bit more technical with this choke that he's trying to get. It seems like he is trying to get a good, nice position, but also wear down Ken beforehand. And he gives it up every now and then. Gives up that, gives up the uh, the sleeve. He's he's holding on to the sleeve as if he's trying to get a, a, a Ezekiel choke. Okay, alright. This time here, he's got it almost deep. Almost. 
but not quite. There's still nothing. But then all the damage that Hoist has caused is more than regrettable for Ken. We're 10 seconds so far. Sped oh, 15, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. We were 10 seconds for 15 minutes. I'm just jumping 10 seconds and man, I, I could probably get to 20 minutes from now. And they're about to pass the amount of time that they have been in in a fight. And that is insane because this is 15 minutes. This is just war. And it's incredible. These guys are going at it. Shamrock postures up, kind of gets out of that submission, trying to get, probably getting real irritated with it because he's running out of energy. Landed some solid headbutts. Kind of picking him up and like slamming him though. You know, Ken is like, because he's just got that clinch on him. Yeah, man. Hoist just damaged. 17 minutes so far. They have far surpassed the time that they have been in the octagon together, being the longest fight. No wonder this just was it. And Hoist, as they get further and further, it seems like he's just willing to use more and more energy. Just resort to everything. And it's pretty scary. Because Hoist is this little dude. Pummeling. Pummeling from the bottom. Ken can't do nothing to him. Ken is li literally allowed to punch him in the balls right now. And he can't. Like what? Statistically. Not literally. I mean, he probably could have. He just probably didn't want to. However, think about this, man. 18 minutes. Oh, this time, Hoist looks like he's going deep for that Ezekiel choke. And all he has to do is get it underneath the neck and flop, fold it right over his own forearm. And it's done. Jesus, Lord. I'd hate to see... Oh, my God. The time is at 21 minutes and 38 seconds. Goodness, Lord, help these two. I want to see the time again. Give me the clock. 23 minutes and 35 seconds. So this time around... Um, with all this fight, you know, lasting as long as it did, it keeps just going and going, man. And it ends up, they end up, uh, ooh, looks like they end up stopping it at 31 minutes and 6 seconds, 66 seconds, 16 seconds. Uh, huh. Okay. It's been a half hour. Uh, <laughs> Okay, everybody's bored. People leaving. <laughs> I bet that's what was happening. So they decided to stand it back up for a five-minute overtime and back to the ground right away. Headbutts from, from Ken. The minute, almost two minutes, two minutes in, still on the ground, going back for that Ezekiel choke. Nothing's changing here. So clear. Oh, a cut for Hoist. From all them headbutts. Seems like Hoist is sitting there like, oh. Hmm. 
However, it does. I don't. I don't. I don't know exactly what is they're planning on doing. But this is completely, in in my opinion, if you're gonna give it to somebody, you gotta give it to voice. And didn't do nothing. And oh, okay. So they tied it between both of them. Hoist versus Ken Shamrock. It was a straight-up draw between the two. A straight-up draw. And they deserve it, man. Fucking almost 40 straight minutes of fighting. I tell you right now, no break except for that stand-up. Which, that's not even a break. That's a stand-up. A five-minute what? That was a fucking stand-up. Shut the fuck up. They didn't get no water. They didn't get nothing. That was a stand-up. Incredible. Hoist, Ken, both win the super fight. He said, he just pointed to the crowd and himself and then Hoist and said, all of us, three, three, got to do the third. Another super fight, another bit of money, let's go. Let's fucking get it. However, Ken, you need to work on your uh, passing guards. Voice, you need to work on doing something other than letting people come into your guard because I get it, that's your bread and butter, but Jesus Christ, bud. Like, a half hour of this? Come on. This is literally a 23-minute fucking little segment here. This is a super fight segment, 23 minutes. I guarantee you the next fight's going to end like that. But, glad we did it. Glad we got it. Let's fucking run it. We're going to be heading to Tank Abbott before you fucking know it, boy. Now it ends up being time for your final. We are ready. We got two wrestlers here. Two serious grapplers. Serious wrestlers. Dave Benito versus Dan Severn. So the first thing we gotta know is, hi, hi, hi. Dan Severn is a fucking beast. But Dave Benito here is also as well. Jesus Christ, Red Bull's gonna take my life. Look, give me wings. Da 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 da. Again, old titles in judo, also black belt in judo. Titles in Greco Roman, title and titles in powerlifting. Very stand up fighting type of guy. Lots of power when it's standing up. Can probably bring anyone to the ground. And this guy's got some serious cauliflower ear. Uh, real clean cut. But at the same time, uh, yeah, paramedic out of Windsor, Ontario, Canada, four-time Canadian uh, Amateur Association Wrestling Championship, uh, and a U.S. Open Championship Wrestling, or U.S. Open Wrestling Champ uh, in 1987. So this guy, Dave Benito, is not a guy to just sleep on. He is somebody with a little bit of serious accolades. However, compared to Dan Severn, he probably was just a, a journeyman, you know? But that is also what Dan Severn is, a literal journeyman. He's been here, there, everywhere, 
And this guy, Dave Benito, is going to be on the wrong end of it, man. He's going to be on the seriously wrong end of it. We ain't going to sit here and wait. But we are going to say Dave Benito's got the judo wrestling. Severn's just got the wrestling. However, he has judo in there as well. They're just not talking about it. Seven thirty-six. Benito 27. Benito 6'2", Dan 6'2". Both of them are pretty much the exact same weight. However, Benito weighed in at two pounds lighter than Dan Severn with being 258 to 260. So uh, we're going to fucking run this right into the dirt, man. We're going to run it right into the dirt, put in a four low, first gear, up a hill, and blow the fucking rods through the roof. Let's run it. Dave Benito... And, my lord, Dan Severn will be at this forever. Finally, clashing for the final. Benito comes out with a hard overhand. Just, just ends up with the overhand clinch, and they're going at it. Greco-Roman style, run it with that judo. Ah, oh, them uppercuts from Benito. He just seems a lot more prepared for the, the mix-up. Throwing more strikes so far. <clears throat> However, Severn just seems like he's a big monster of a man. Benito seemed like he's very evened out. However, right at the beginning when they started fighting, it seemed like they just peaked in this little statement. 30-minute time limit now. So we got 30-minute round fights. 30-minute fights. Oh, one of them punches Rock Severn right into the mouth. Benito going in for a double leg, and Severn working real hard to scoop under that arm and suck him back up to... The Greco, cl Greco clinch, the over and unders, over and under arm locks. Those are excellent. Uh, either pop in a headlock to suck them to the ground or hip throws, judo throws, anything. And that's exactly what these guys' bread and butter is. Judo throws, hip throws, Greco-Roman, suplex, any of the above. Knees, knees is what. Severn just will pop one every, out every now and then to the leg, to the knees, to the... He throws one to the legs. It's weird. But he throws one to the legs, to the body, to the head. Benito tries and throws an elbow, misses. Severn dodges it very wisely. I'm going to just pinned up against the cage right now. As you can bet, this becomes one of those moments, you know, where after a while other fighters are like, huh, that's another spot where I could pin him for a while and they can't do nothing. It's probably hard to get out of there. The corner of the cage. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, because he's got him like pinned up against the corner of the cage. And then by using a. Rewind it real quick. I bet you he buckles the back of the back of the knee, thigh, and just, yep, there it is. Sucks him back down to his back, and he's got him in half, half, uh, side control. Dropping hammer fist. Not really easy to drop the hammer fist because Benito has a headlock, loses it. Now Severn has, oh my goodness, oh, it's going to hurt. Got just a real shitty looking, oh, goes for the Americana. And he gets it, taps Benito out, and wins the finals of UFC 5. This time around, he gets his group in. He gets, I believe, his mom. Uh, John McCarthy gets covered in the water or beer, whatever it is. 
They all love him. They're all appreciating him. Dan Severn this time around, winning the UFC 5 tournament. I believe 60,000. Was it 60,000? I think it was 64,000 this time or last time. And then this time around it was 50,000. I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain that's what it was. And check it. He now wins a belt from UFC 5. Look at that. He currently holds two belts, and one of them is from the UFC. See, Dan Severn was the first two-time two -time champ that walked around in an octagon with two belts. The first one to ever do it is Dan Severn. With UFC hats and promotions and promoters all around him, Gracie's and everything, the finalist to do it was Dan Severn versus Dave Benito. David Benito. I might have been saying Dave. Sorry if that's not what you want to be called. I apologize. Call me Heather if you want. I don't give a shit. 50,000. I was right. 50,000. For Dan Severn. So, that is that for him. And that is excellent spoils. And look at that. Tiny little segment, like I said. Guys ain't taking forever. But, you know... It's just how it is, man. Hoist and Ken, they're warriors, and they ain't going to sit here and go down unless you kill them. That's all I can say. And that ends up being really all that you can fucking have. And I like that they're bringing the belts, finally. We got a belt. We got a fucking belt. We only had checks. I don't even know if we had a belt. I could be wrong. I could be stupid. No, don't, don't talk to me. Don't listen to me. Don't fucking follow me. I hope you all fucking die in a ditch. You all are assholes. Okay. Enjoy. Because 100% this shit's hard to do. I've been slacking. Holiday season's been whacking. And my head feels like a nut been cracking. And I just can't really handle all of my own stress. Because you know something? I put all this shit on myself. However, I'm the only one that fucking does it. And... I don't have, like, Ariel Hawani and DC and all the other guys have other people lined up working for them, setting it up, doing it for them. I don't have none of that. I do it all. I edit my site. I edit my uploads. I edit my, my blogs. I edit everything. Uh, I promote myself. I do it all. I pay Instagram to spread my shit for people to fucking see it and for people to fucking smell it. So if you smell and see my shit, understand I paid for it. Fuck off. However, if you had a happy, healthy, safe, and joyous and wonderful holiday with the family, without the family, by yourself and with your friends, whatever the fuck you did, no one gives a shit. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe, everybody. Have you all next time. Six is coming right up. And I think Tank Abbott's there. But a funny little poster, if you want to know about it. They had a poster out there in the crowd that said Tyson versus Gracie. So that's that's a thought. Could you imagine if Tyson versus Gracie had a boxing match and a jiu-jitsu match right now? Like, that would be some hilarious shit. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome the fuck back. It's time to get done with UFC 5. We should have been done with this a long time ago, right? We should have had this shit done. 
And that's what we're going to fucking do. We're going to do this. We're going to get it the fuck done. Oh, oh, but before we get into that, I've been thinking. I've been reading. I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts. And I've been studying. I plan on trying to get in touch with some of them. Some of them cost money to get in touch with, which makes sense, you know. They're really big names. and I get it. But... This this time around is the first time I've seen UFC 5, and I'm going to do this one, recording it. It's not going to be live, but like technically the recording is done live as I see it, and that's how I, 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 I didn't really explain that, but that's what I'm going to start trying to do from now on instead of writing down and trying to memorize it. I'm going to try and do it at that time. So podcasts is going to, some of them are going to be long, some of them are going to be short, some, some segments are going to be like... Like that, just like when Band 7 comes out, expect it to end quick. So, you got this event, uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. They show you a Queen Charlotte statue. Um, the Queen of King George III. Uh, they got, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, they're at the, yeah, the Carolina Panther Stadium, I was about to say. Um, that looked like it. Yeah, Independence Arena. Uh, and they ain't even there no more. They aren't there no more, if I'm correct. I could be wrong, but it, I don't think they are. Um, and hey, the event ain't even started, and there's so many people. Bruce Beck opening, uh, commentating announcer, starting right out. You can see John McCarthy behind him. He's, they got the old team, you know, and it seems like it's going to be, oh, okay, that is cool, and so this here is the first time they did a separate fight, okay, so let's look that up, they did a separate fight for this one, and what it meant Yeah, it had a super fight along with a tournament. Correct? Yeah, the super fight. And that there's how jujitsu works now. Jujitsu does that a lot. And and they'll have a tournament and then like I they'll have super fights in between. Like they'll open with a super fight in between all the quarterfinals for rest. They'll have a rest period where they'll have a super fight and then in between the semifinals they'll have a rest period where there's a super fight and after the finals they'll have a super fight. Um I've I've seen that in EBI at least uh, Eddie Bravo in, in uh, Invitationals. I've seen the EBI tournaments do that, and I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong here when I say this, but uh, I'm pretty certain I've also seen AD, uh, ADCC. I could be wrong on that. I still am trying to learn a lot about ADCC, and I'm still trying to also decipher the difference between all the grappling footage that I've seen and. I see a lot of randomly mixed grappling videos, same with striking videos, and some of them will look like it's WBC, WBO, uh, IBF, IBO, and, and, and it's very confusing to figure out which is which and who is who, and I am not going to stop, and I'm not going to die until I can figure out the difference between everything, I swear to you. Jim Brown back, NFL Hall of Famer. Man, this guy here, I feel like, was the OG Joe Rogan. You know, he doesn't know much about the sport but just everybody was happy to see him you know he just lived it up 
and you know this this fight here this one here UFC 5 UFC V whatever they want to call it UFC 5 this one here is really really interesting because in this tournament it made sense there's no point in putting two people in this tournament again for no reason like why like they've are they'll, they'll go to the end again they're one of them's ranked number pound for pound number one in Japan. He's the best in the other, in the west side of the world. So uh, what's what's the point? Just let them fight themselves, and it'll be more badass because you, it's a smart idea. Money, 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 and that was a really intelligent idea on their behalf. This time around, um, referees again can stop the contest if somebody's just getting dominated. If you notice, though, Big John McCarthy is not optional on that. You know, he's like, I don't want to stop the fight. Get hurt. He does a great job. My One of my favorite, if not my favorite, referees ever. But. Again. An alternate. Alternate fights already happened. A guy, Mesker. And Dave Benito had beaten both their opponents. Dave Benito fought Aspel Cancio. Uh, Cancio, however you say it. I, I hate butchering names, but um, Dave Benito, I'm going to spoil it for you. He ends up going to the finals against Dan Severn. So uh, Dan Benito ended up winning his alternate match uh, at 21, 22 seconds. And Guy Metzger, um, Guy Metzger as well. Ended up winning his match, but uh, two minute, two minutes and TK. Both of them ended up winning TKO punches, but Guy Mesker had already fought in a previous tournament as well, and he was an alternate in one of the previous ones as well. So you know, go him, getting that second shot, getting two fights under his belt with the UFC as alternates. That's that's no different than preliminary bouts in today's today's uh, language. It just means that he has an opportunity sitting for him at any point in time. And and it's great because, you know, Guy Metzger missed the opportunity to go to the finals twice. And that's like it was always there for him each time. And it, was, it wasn't his fault or anything. It was just, you know, luck rolled in favor of someone else. And that's fine. And you don't need to look down upon yourself with that ever. Like, but uh, again... The downside of this is we don't get to see these fights, man. They only show us highlights if they want, and it sucks. I want to see all the fucking fights, man. I want to see the fights, man. I want to, I want to, I want to knock myself out by watching them knock each other out. And in all reality, it's irritating. Like I can't. I and I don't know if I'll ever be able to see these fights. I wish I could and find out how, or if I'd be able to pay for it or what. But sucks, 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 sucks. Imagine if they were selling this as a pay-per-view and they weren't giving you all of the event. That would suck. Like if you were if you could watch this online as an event or like on TV. I like how somewhere along the lines they told or someone uh has always thought don't look in the face of a camera. So this real beady-eyed fucking doctor is like trying to look beyond the camera and like peeked at him. So you got Ron Van Cleef, the IFC commissioner. He fought Hoist Gracie in the previous tournament. Um, yeah, the 
Black Dragon, I could be wrong. 51 years old, fought Hoist Gracie in the openings of last tournament. And when it comes down to it, um, I don't just want to do these episodes, you know, just the UFC and this and that. I want to, and I don't want to just do fights, and I've already realized that. I want to do other things, uh, modern discussions, uh, and I've realized something. Uh, I got a little bit of a perfect opportunity for it. Now, why do you know? I shave my head. Um, usually whenever I shave my head, though, I like to play news or listen to podcasts. I like to roll through and see what the fuck's going on because I don't like actually sitting and... Uh, whenever I'm on my phone, I'm more or less reading into the MMA community and see what the hell's going on. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it. So, I don't know, kind of like uh, these other shows they have, like Ariel Hawani had, I could be wrong, but I think he had something that was similar to like Table Talk, but it was, he had MMA hours, and then he has, well, he has had... Brandon Schaub is a perfect example. So he has Below the Belt, and then he also has uh, Fighter and the Kid, and then he also has the Food Truck Diaries, which is like a quick little, hey, man, let's go out to eat and record it. Like, that's cool. And I feel like I could do the same thing, like no different than, especially if I get a real, like I bought a straight edge razor, and it's like, a fake straight edge razor, so I'm really upset about that, because I plan on not using regular razors anymore, but as of right now, I'm still stuck with regular razors, um, and I feel like I could do a, up, like, a weekly, up, like, update of, this is the who's who, the how's how, the what's what's, the where's where, and the why's why's of shit going on this week because if I open my phone right now and start scrolling like I'll I'll see stuff that's going on that's like huh that's that's crazy that's cool to know and nobody else knows it nobody else sees it because they're not following all 7000 fucking members that are fighting in all seven different continents in this damn world and everywhere in this world that isn't named yet like there are things that go on politically government wise and I I really want to be able to help open an eye to see all of it, you know. You, you shouldn't just see that these guys are fighters. You should also be able to see into their lives. But enough of that. We'll figure out some name for it. Maybe uh, call it a hot shave. Because they used, they used to say that back in the day. He needs a hot shave. You know. We'll call it that. Boy needs a hot shave. Yeah, you can be here with, with Hunter in the hot shave. That, yeah, we'll call it that. Figure out something. But, right on to quarterfinals. Get five done. Get into six. Start seven. Let's go. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome the fuck back. It's time to get done with UFC 5. We should have been done with this a long time ago, right? We should have had this shit done. And that's what we're going to fucking do. We're going to do this. We're going to get it the fuck done. 
Oh, uh, but before we get into that, I've been thinking, I've been reading, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, and I've been studying. I plan on trying to get in touch with some of them. Some of them cost money to get in touch with, which makes sense, you know. They're really big names, and I get it. But th- this this time around is the first time I've seen UFC 5, and I'm going to do this one, recording it. It's not going to be live, but like technically the recording is done live as I see it. And that's how I, 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 I didn't really explain that, but that's what I'm going to start trying to do from now on instead of writing down and trying to memorize it. I'm going to try and do it at that time. So podcast is going to, some of them are going to be long, some of them are going to be short, some, some segments are going to be like, like that, just like when Dan 7 comes out, expect it to end quick. So you got this event, uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. They show you a Queen Charlotte statue. Um... Uh, Queen of King George the Third. Uh, they got pretty sure that yeah, they're at the yeah the Carolina Panther Stadium. I was about to say um, that looked like it. Yeah, Independence Arena, uh, and they ain't even there no more. They aren't there no more. If I'm correct, I could be wrong, but it, I don't think they are. Um, and hey, the event ain't even started, and there's so many people. Bruce Beck opening uh commentating announcer starting right out you'll see john mccarthy behind him he's they got the old team you know and it seems like it's gonna be oh okay that is cool and so this year is the first time they did a separate fight. Okay, so let's look that up. They did a separate fight for this one. And what it meant... Yeah, it had a super fight along with a tournament. Correct? Yeah, the super fight. And that there's how jujitsu works now. Jiu-Jitsu does that a lot. And, and they'll have a tournament, and then, like, I they'll have super fights in between. Like, they'll open with a super fight. In between all the quarterfinals for rest, they'll have a rest period where they'll have a super fight. And then in between the semifinals, they'll have a rest p- period where there's a super fight. And after the finals, they'll have a super fight. Um, I've, I've seen that in EBI, at least. Uh, Eddie Bravo in, in uh, Invitationals. I've seen the EBI tournaments do that. And I could be wrong i could definitely be wrong here when i say this but uh i'm pretty certain i've also seen uh, adcc i could be wrong on that i still am trying to learn a lot about adcc and i'm still trying to also decipher the difference between all the grappling footage that i've seen and i see a lot of randomly mixed grappling videos same with striking videos and some of them will look like it's wbc wbo uh, IBF, IBO, and, and, and it's very confusing to figure out which is which and who is who, and I am not going to stop, and I'm not going to die until I can figure out the difference between everything. I swear to you. Jim Brown back, NFL Hall of Famer. Man, this guy here, I feel like, was the OG Joe Rogan. You know, he doesn't know much about the sport, but just everybody was happy to see him, you know. He just lived it up. And 
you know, this this fight here, this one here, UFC 5, UFC D, whatever they want to call it, UFC 5, this one here is really, really interesting. Because in this tournament, it made sense. There's no point in putting two people in this tournament again for no reason. Like, why? Like, they've are, they'll, they'll go to the end again. They're one of them's ranked number pound for pound number one in Japan. He's the best in the other, in the west side of the world. So uh, what's what's the point? Just let them fight themselves, and it'll be more badass because you, it's a smart idea. Money, 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 and that was a really intelligent idea on their behalf. This time around, um, referees again can stop the contest if somebody's just getting dominated. If you notice, though, Big John McCarthy is not optional on that. You know, he's like, I don't want to stop the fight. Get hurt. He does a great job. My One of my favorite, if not my favorite, referees ever. But. Again. An alternate. Alternate fights already happened. A guy, Mesker. And Dave Benito had beaten both their opponents. Dave Benito fought Aspel Tancio. Uh, Tancio, however you say it. I, I hate butchering names, but um, Dave Benito, I'm going to spoil it for you. He ends up going to the finals against Dan Severn. So uh, Dan Benito ended up winning his alternate match uh, at 21, 22 seconds. And Guy Metzger, um, Guy Metzger as well. Ended up winning his match, but uh, two minute, two minutes and TK. Both of them ended up winning TKO punches, but Guy Mesker had already fought in a previous tournament as well, and he was an alternate in one of the previous ones as well. So you know, go him, getting that second shot, getting two fights under his belt with the UFC as alternates. That's that's no different than preliminary bouts in today's today's uh, language. It just means that he has an opportunity sitting for him at any point in time. And and it's great because, you know, Guy Metzger missed the opportunity to go to the finals twice. And that's like it was always there for him each time. And it, was, it wasn't his fault or anything. It was just, you know, luck rolled in favor of someone else. And that's fine. You don't need to look down upon yourself with that ever. Like, but uh, again... The downside of this is we don't get to see these fights, man. They only show us highlights if they want, and it sucks. I want to see all the fucking fights, man. I want to see the fights, man. I want to, I want to, I want to knock myself out by watching them knock each other out. And in all reality, it's irritating. Like I can't, I and I don't know if I'll ever be able to see these fights. I wish I could and find out how, or if I'd be able to pay for it or what. But sucks, 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 sucks. Imagine if they were selling this as a pay-per-view and they weren't giving you all of the event. That would suck. Like if you were if you could watch this online as an event or like on TV. I like how somewhere along the lines they told or someone uh, has always thought don't look in the face of a camera. So this real beady-eyed fucking doctor is like trying to look beyond the camera and like peeked at him. So you got Ron Van Cleef, the IFC commissioner. He fought Hoist Gracie in the previous tournament. Um, yeah, the Black Dragon. I could be wrong. 
51 years old, fought Hoist Gracie in the openings of last tournament. And when it comes down to it, um, I don't just want to do these episodes, you know, just the UFC and this and that. I want to, and I don't want to just do fights. And I've already realized that I want to do other things. Uh, modern discussions, uh, and I've realized something. Uh, I got a little bit of a perfect opportunity for it now. Why do you know? I shave my head. Um, usually, whenever I shave my head, though, I like to play news or listen to podcasts. I like to roll through and see what the fuck's going on because I don't like actually sitting and. Uh, whenever I'm on my phone, I'm more or less reading into the MMA community and see what the hell's going on. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it. So, I don't know, kind of like uh, these other shows they have, like Ariel Hawani had. I could be wrong, but I think he had something that was similar to like Table Talk. But it was, he had MMA hours, and then he has... Well, he has had Brandon Schaub is a perfect example. So he has below the belt, and then he also has uh, Fighter and the Kid, and then he also has the Food Truck Diaries, which is like a quick little hey man, let's go out to eat and record it. Like that's cool, and I feel like I could do the same thing, like no different than, especially if I get a real like I bought a straight edge razor and it's like a fake straight edge razor, so I'm really upset about that, because I plan on not using regular razors anymore, but as of right now, I'm still stuck with regular razors, um, and I feel like I could do a, up, like, a weekly, up, like, update of, this is the who's who, the how's how, the what's what's, the where's where, and the why's why's of shit going on this week because if i open my phone right now and start scrolling like i'll i'll see stuff that's going on that's like huh that's that's crazy that's cool to know and nobody else knows it nobody else sees it because they're not following all seven thousand fucking members that are fighting in all seven different continents in this damn world and everywhere in this world that isn't named yet like there are things that go on politically government wise and i i really want to be able to help open an eye to see all of it, you know. You, you shouldn't just see that these guys are fighters. You should also be able to see into their lives. But enough of that. We'll figure out some name for it. Maybe uh, call it a hot shave. Because they used, they used to say that back then. He needs a hot shave. You know. We'll call it that. Boy needs a hot shave. Yeah, you can be here with, with Hunter in the hot shave. That, yeah, we'll call it that. Figure out something. But, right on to quarterfinals. Get five done. Get into six. Start seven. Let's go.